Sports Talk Radio for the Brainerd Lakes. 1380 KLIZ AM. Brainerd Baxter, the fan. It's time for Lakes Woods and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, the fan. Featuring Colin McDonald and Chris Foley. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Craigan's Legacy Courses, Tito's Handmade Vodka, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, The Tea Hive, The Holiday Station on Mill Avenue, and Maury's Market. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. And now, here's Chris Foley and Colin McDonald for Lakeswoods and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, The Fan, streaming at KLIZ.com, available now at Podcast One as well. Streaming thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2019 Buicks. Chris, uh, welcome back. Thanks, Mac. Another week in the books on the tour, and... uh, C.T. Pan wins, which was kind of an upset. He certainly didn't look like he would win after nine. I mean, he played fine, but had to have some guys fall away. And uh, most surprisingly, most notably, Dustin Johnson with a very rare total collapse of Dustin's game. He's always right up there in every category you can think of, and he... He played like seven over par over four holes. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what what happened there, other than maybe fatigue just set in and maybe, made yeah. a couple bad swings. And uh, you know, surprisingly, that that golf course does not set up well for Dustin Johnson. So it was it was a bit surprising. Well, it just shows you how great a player Dustin Johnson is. Uh, you know, that's a short golf course. It does not play into his hands. It's the shortest golf course on the PGA Tour. It's tight. Um, and just not a you know not a golf course for a bomber like like Dustin Johnson, but just shows his versatility and how how well he plays. And uh, you know he's played five. You know I think he's played four out of the last six or seven weeks. And yeah, uh, might have hit the wall. Yeah, after a pretty good Masters, and it's uh, you know maybe just wore out. But uh, CTPN, great story there. You know he. He hadn't uh, uh, really had not played very well. Rookie on tour had not played very well for the year. He was going to stay home this last week because he he uh, uh, was involved in a uh, AJGA junior event yeah. in Dallas, and uh, he was hosting ten ten kids from the uh, China national team. Uh, in the event, and his wife said, uh, after watching the Masters, she said, "I want to get to the Masters," and uh, <laughs> she said, "You need to get, you need to go play this week." <laughs> and uh, she kind of kicked him out of the house, and she hosted the kids and uh, wins the event. Yeah, he was very humble after. Basically, said, "You yeah. know, I've got to thank my wife for because uh, <laughs> that's kind of how he got started." He well, somebody was, uh, I guess, gracious enough to bring him over and kind yeah. of get him involved, and he's kind of uh, paying it forward with these kids, exactly, trying to get the same thing to happen. So, yeah, pretty cool story, and uh, I know that's an event you love and you're familiar with, and you're part of the country where you uh, did some work there. Yeah. And that's uh, uh, a great event. Yeah, yeah, and you know, we, we're quite a contrast from Masters Week, which is very intense, and um, you know, the, the Heritage is a low key event. The players are out there having fun the families are all there and it's kind of a uh for a lot of families it's a spring break week so it's a week at the beach and a good event so kind of the big exhale a little bit for yeah some exactly of 
Uh, on the uh, women's side, we haven't talked a lot about the women's tour this year, but a lot of cool things happening and quite a, a jam-packed leaderboard with lots of big names on it this week. And uh, Brooke Henderson goes back to back. Back to back. She's uh, you know, she's won eight times now, 20, 21 years old, won eight times, and uh, is having quite a quite a quite a career and uh, uh, maybe the best Canadian golfer ever. You know, yeah. I think eight is the record. Yeah, and she's tied it already with with uh, wins on tour, and uh, yeah, it was kind of fun. They had the sister stories going. The Corda sisters were there, and. The Henderson sisters, Brooke's sister, caddies for her. Yes. And then the the uh, uh, Jutanagar sisters are just two of the best in the world, and they were all kind of in the mix in some way. The families were all kind of connected there coming down the stretch. But, uh, yeah, Brooke, uh, she can really play. Yeah, one of the one of the kind of sad stories of the tournament is Michelle Wee again injured. And uh, yeah, she, Michelle Wee is just great for the ladies' tour. And it's unfortunate she's uh, – um, continues to be her re-injured her wrist and uh, announced yesterday she's going to be out kind of indefinitely until she can get healthy again but uh, she does just a great job of promoting the tour and hasn't maybe had the career that uh, we would expect but uh, you know shows shows signs of greatness when she's healthy yeah she really does gracious and uh, uh, very popular on tour and a fan favorite certainly so yeah tour could use her back that's for sure uh, a couple of guests uh, this week. Uh, uh, Lucian uh, Grinegar is the new superintendent at uh, Madden's. We're going to talk with Lucian. Kind of fun. He came down from uh, Golden Eagle. Has been in this area for a long time, but uh, taking over Madden's uh, big shoes to fill. Big Chris. shoes to fill, replacing Scott Hoffman, and who was there, guess for twenty five plus years. So uh, big shoes to fill, but he's got a great, uh, great property to work with. Another um, guest of the show and uh, contact of yours, Jim Nugent's going to join us from Global Golf Post. Yeah, Jim is the publisher of Global Golf Post, and uh, they have a couple golf publications, and uh, going to talk about those and uh, some other interesting things in the world of golf. We'll be back with that and more. You're listening to Lakes Woods and Irons on thirteen eighty KLIZ. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, The Fan, streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com and now available at Podcast One. Special guest with us uh, today, Chris, I'll let you handle the introductions for us. Yeah, I want to introduce Jim Nugent. Jim is the publisher of Global Golf Post, and um, uh, we've got a, go- a lot of good mutual friends. John, or Jim, it was great running into you at the Masters. Uh, I've wanted to have you on the show. Wanted to have you on the show for a long time because I'm such a big fan of uh, of your publications. I uh, um, there is so much out there today on the internet available in in golf uh, news and in content, and some of it's great and some of it's not so great. And I would rank you guys right at the top. Well, thank you for your kind words about what we do at Global Golf Post. Uh, we appreciate that very much. We we really do believe that uh, one of the downsides of the digital revolution is uh, the published publication of uh, really poor content, uh, clickbait, for lack of a better word, wives and girlfriends and, and stuff like that. And, and we absolutely don't believe in that. And we're trying to demonstrate every day at our, our subscription website and every Monday in our digital edition 
that uh, premium quality golf content can not only uh, survive, but it can thrive in the digital era. And I appreciate you uh, uh, acknowledging that we're making progress on that. Yeah. So Global Golf Post comes out every every Monday morning. It's the first thing I read when I get up in the morning. And, uh, you know, it really covers everything from the, the lady, men's and ladies professional tour, college golf, and really does a better job than anybody of covering the amateur game, which uh, I'm a big fan of. I love the, the world of elite-level amateur golf. And uh, tell us about that. And then t- tell us about Global Golf Post Plus, which is a, a relatively new entry in the, the market. You know, when I grew up uh, as a caddy in the Chicago area many, many years ago, uh, the newspapers paid attention to the local golf scene. And, and you could learn about and read about some of the better players uh, in the area that you lived in. Uh, sadly, uh, newspapers don't cover golf to speak of anymore. Sometimes they don't even cover the PGA Tour. And as a result, there's virtually no coverage of the elite amateur game, mid-amateurs and senior amateurs, anywhere in the world. Um, and so that's a void that we're very consciously trying to fill. Um, we, we pay attention to the best players in the country, uh, talk about what, where they're playing, how they're playing, and uh, we feel that we're, we're making a really important contribution to the amateur game in America by, by doing that. Uh, some of a uh, great example of that you'll see this week at the site you reference, Global Golf Post Plus. This is a four-month-old subscription site, um, premium original quality content that you can't get anywhere else, and no advertising. And so we ask golfers to pay $60 a year for it, uh, and it's a really wonderful user experience. And this week uh, there are two really important amateur events taking place. The Coleman Invitational down at Seminole Golf Club in uh, Juneau Beach, Florida, uh, and the Champions Cup, uh, a two-man affair being played at uh, the Champions Golf Club in Houston. And we're going to cover both of those amateur events very well at Global Golf Post Plus, and we'll have the results, of course, the final results in Monday's digital edition. Yeah, that's great. And so the um, uh, how, how do they subscribe to Global Golf Post Plus? You can go to globalgolfpost.com, and at that site you can sign up for both our free Monday edition and the paid uh, subscription service, Global Golf Post Plus. Perfect. Yeah, the uh, I, I've got some close ties to the the uh, the Coleman. My 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 son's playing, or my son is a uh, assistant at, at Seminole, and then I've got ah. several of my good friends playing in in the event. Gene Elliott and Mike McCoy and Nate McCoy, and it's uh, it's one of the great events in amateur golf. Absolutely, um, and this year they've brought in some uh, really talented international players are trying to add an international flavor to the field as well so it's going to be interesting to see how those guys coming from other parts of the world can handle that uh, pretty stout golf course that's quite a place jim i'm kind of struck by uh, some of the things you said there um uh, well i just kind of thought you know it's kind of a thinking man's game golf and uh, uh plenty of room for long form or longer form informational type golf articles and you're right about the pga tour uh, like Heritage this week, you know, if we get one paragraph uh, somewhere in a, in a publication, I think one paragraph, well, how many guys played in this event, you know, and just because it wasn't Tiger winning the Masters, there's <laughs> there's plenty of interest, in my opinion. You're, you're so right. Um, you know, the, the, the majors get more than their share of coverage, 
Uh, what often happens is the tournaments that fall the week after, like Heritage did, they're virtually ignored. And uh, that's unfortunate because Heritage was a great tournament, and uh, the kid that won it's a really, really good kid, too. Yeah, great story. Jim, last week, you, you I believe you wrote the article about a um, some proposed legislation in the state of New York that could have a huge impact on golf courses in the golf industry. And uh, Tell us about that article and what, what they're thinking about New York. Very frightening situation if you're a golfer. Um, in the state capital of New York in Albany, there is a piece of legislation that's been brought up um, that basically would cause golf courses to be taxed at a much higher rate. The property taxes would go up. Um, and, and that obviously would have a, a dramatic impact on a lot of golf courses because it would have to be passed along to the consumer, either you know a dues increase if it's a private club or um, uh, a tee sheet increase for your uh, uh, playing ability, ability to play at a, at a daily fee course. Um, uh, a guy that I know who knows the New York golf scene, told me that if the legislation is successful, perhaps a third of the 750 golf courses in the state of New York are facing imminent closure. Wow. Um, so it's a very, very scary situation. Um, and I'm not sure why golf has been singled out and why this legislator is picking on golf. Most people feel that at the end of the day, it's not going to advance. But the very fact that it's been brought up is going to embolden other taxing bodies, uh, particularly those in like where I live, where you, you've got a state, Illinois, that's, that's essentially broke. Uh, somebody might get the idea that say, hey, look at what they're doing in New York. Let's, let's do that here in Illinois. Let's do that in Chicago. And so this kind of thing could spread like wildfire. And what I'm urging the governing bodies in America, the USGA and the PGA of America particularly, we're going to have to invest more money in governmental relations and we're going to have to do a better job of educating the public as to why golf courses and the open land that they offer our, our society is important and should not be treated unfairly. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. In the, in the 1940s and 50s, when a lot of the great you know, municipal and daily fee golf courses were built, uh, they were built as assets to communities. And the, the intent was never really to make money on these golf courses but break even and provide you know provide something to enhance uh community's environment and culture and uh for some reason in recent times that that thinking is has changed a great deal and um hopefully we need to change that trend yeah you're so right and i think what's changing it is just this uh constant need for government to find more revenue through taxes. Um, we're, we're, we're feeling pretty good here in Chicago because we had a mayoral election recently and the socialists beat the communists. So we've got that going <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, we, we know that anything that can be taxed in this city and in this state is going to be. And, and, and what it does, unfortunately, is it causes those who can, those who have the means to leave the state, you know, many of them are going to Florida, and so the uh, burden of the tax increases falls to those who are maybe least able to afford the tax increases. So it's you're not dealing with the smartest uh, uh, group of people in some of these state legislatures. I, anything uh, that that we can do at the grass level to to help alleviate that, or 
Well, mostly um, what you can do is just keep your antenna up. Um, this thing in New York came out of nowhere, and uh, I happened to find out about it very happenstance. And when I wrote this piece in Global Golf Post a couple Mondays ago, uh, it set off all the alarms in lots of parts of the golf business because nobody knew that it had been introduced. And so what you and your listeners can do is if you hear of something like this starting to take shape, start to scream about it and make sure that it gets surfaced and make sure that other golfers know about it so that we can get organized early rather than late. You know, some of these things get enacted in the dead of night when nobody's paying attention. We have to be vigilant to watch out for that kind of activity. Yeah, you think you'd think it would just uh, backfire in a lot of ways. You, you close, uh, just pick a number of golf courses in a single state. It seems like the uh, neighboring state would think, uh, well, we'll take all the golfers over here. You know, we're happy to build a couple golf courses and take all the New York golfers. <laughs> you know, think about uh, a, a, a private club. How many jobs um, are you talking about if a private club decides to, to close? And what becomes of that land? You really want to have it developed and turned into a, another strip mall? Um, and what about all the money that's raised during the year uh, at golf tournaments and golf outings for charitable causes? Right. Uh, cancer or breast cancer or uh, Cadillacs involved with a, a, a liver program, a liver health program all across the country. There's an awful lot of charitable dollars that flow through golf that would disappear if golf courses started to, to uh, face closure because they're, they can't afford the, the property taxes. And green space. Everybody in the world is screaming for green space. That's a golf course. <laughs> well, green space is, is such an important part of our environment, and it's such a solution to some of the concerns people have about the environment. And, and, and so I think we need, as an industry, to, to get some environmental people on our side as well to say, no, wait a second, golf's really important. Golf, a golf course is like a park like a forest preserve it's important to ecology it's important to the environment let's not chase these people away because we want every last nickel that we can get absolutely well jim i i really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing that information and uh like i said i i love uh, what you're doing with global golf plus and global golf host plus yeah, I think well, Jim. I was just looking much. at uh, looking uh, Googled yeah and looked at some things and uh, just the uh, just the different headlines of articles that are featured in the archives are uh, I think going to be of interest to a lot of people. A variety of topics and uh, parts around the country, of course, the men's game, the women's game, the amateur game, and uh, all the uh, all the uh, topics that are out there in the world of golf. Looks like very intriguing stuff. I am blessed to have one of the most talented editorial staffs anywhere in the world. They're the people that brought this idea to life. They're the people that deserve credit. And so I appreciate your kind words, and I'm thrilled to be on your show, and I'm happy to do it any time this uh, summer. Thanks very much, Jim. Appreciate you having me on. Cheers, guys. Cheers. That is Jim Nugent, and a very, very good uh, 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 periodical, uh, G- Global Golf Post. I invite you to check it out. I think you're really going to like it. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. 
Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Colin McDonald with you along with Chris Foley and streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. That thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM. Chris, special guest, I'll let you handle the introductions and uh, cor- certainly a course and property familiar to us and now a, a new gentleman running the whole show. Yeah, I want to welcome <laughs> to the show Lucian Gringer, who is the, uh, the new golf course superintendent at Madden's in the Classic. And uh, gosh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of like replacing a, replacing John Wooden or a legend when you when you got to pr- replace uh, Scott Hoffman. But uh, you got big shoes to fill. But want to welcome you to the area, Lucian. Thanks much. Uh, yeah, r- real big shoes to fill over there. He was there a long time. Oh, legend. Uh, knows more about that property than probably anybody ever will. Absolutely. You know, that's, you know, I always tell people superintendents are so underrated uh, to the general public because they, they have, uh, uh, you know, you're just not cutting grass that you have such an intimate knowledge of the whole the whole property and what's underneath the ground is what is what's on top of it so it takes a while to especially when you're on a property like madden's to get a feel for that doesn't it yeah it does uh i've been been this would be the sixth property golf property that i've been involved with uh the last two were construction projects so i um at those properties knew everything about the property and now come to this uh large property and know very little about it so that that's the the frustrating or the change that i'm dealing yeah. with tell, tell us a little bit about your background um started working on golf courses in in uh high school my family was also in the in in the golf management business so got into that in high school and pretty much works worked straight through um my, my entire career so I, i've been doing this since the early 80s um Ended up getting my my training at Michigan State University at the two year turf prep One grass of the great, program. Great there. turf programs yep, in the country. Yep. Scott went through the exact yeah. same program, just just ahead of me a little bit, um, and then moved through uh, into the into uh, some construction projects. Built a big golf course down in the cities, big uh, housing development, and some connections there brought me up to the lakes area. And I've been up in Fifty Lakes uh, for the last almost nineteen years, and and was had had a uh, you know very lucky to have the opportunity to move down to madden's oh, that's that's great yeah you were at golden eagle golden eagle golf club in 50 yeah. lakes yeah you bet T- yeah. time flies it's hard to believe that's been 20 years or mm-hmm. 19 years since that that golf course opened mm-hmm. well uh, so you know um we're we're off to about an average start for the year. It seems late because we had some good weather early, but uh, what, 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 tell us about the conditions of uh, not only men's, but all the golf courses in the area. We, we had a lot of snow cover, which generally is good for the golf courses. And Yeah, I don't think up here we were too worried about the conditions. We had good freezing temperatures. It's always good when the ground freezes first. Uh, before we get that snow cover, so it's, it's froze solid. That helps with the snow mold problems. And it, and it was definitely froze solid. We got good snow at Christmas, whereas the cities got those pouring rainstorms. Yes. So they they uh, had had some issues down there. But we were, I think, everybody up here was pretty sure we were going to be in pretty good shape, and we are all pretty in pretty good shape. I think. Yeah, it sure sure seems like it. And so Madden's uh, east and west golf courses are are currently open. I think right. And the west course is open. We'll open the east with the classic on Friday. This Friday. Oh, fabulous, and you know the classic. I it's one of my favorite golf courses in the world. 
But uh, uh, tell us any new new things at the Classic or anything that's going on at Mads? Uh They they uh, they built a, a new ladies' tee. Um, Oh, see, I'm still trying to figure it out. Number twelve, <laughs> I still I still haven't went around it front to front first one through eighteen yet. So I'm <laughs> right. still trying to figure out what they are. <laughs> so they they that's that's probably about the only thing new over there at the classic. Um, we 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 built a, a new green last fall. They did on the fifteenth hole at the East Course, you know, kind of behind the old one. That's kind of nice. We aren't in a big hurry to open that green as the old one is still in front of it but we'll scrape that out mm-hmm. when that one's ready and I think the golfers will notice that significantly significant difference there yeah you know the the, the storm that we had uh, the wind storm that we had I guess it's been three summers ago uh, was devastating tree wise but boy I, I think it sure opened up uh, some nice vistas and things at the at the east golf course and uh, you know I think turf conditions and just the views and the way the golf course plays have never been better yeah I would have to agree with that the trees are sometimes overrated on a golf course absolutely <laughs> you know air air on the turf from your point of view as a superintendent is nice so definitely yeah r- yeah root, you know the roots infringe on the turf's health as well sure yeah, yeah I, I uh I love to study golf course architecture and one of the uh you know one of the things that Dr. Alistair McKenzie always said, and George Thomas and some of the great uh, architects, was hazard should be on the ground and not in the air. You know, the the, those go, the, the golf courses that de- they designed had were much wider, had very few trees, and we tend to fall in love with trees yeah, too much. That, yeah, especially up here in this part of the yeah. country. We had our friend uh, Bill Sinclair came by, and he uh, was superintendent, uh, assistant superintendent at Torrey Pines for many years, and uh, he and Scott were friends, and uh, we played around last year at the Classic or two years ago, and he uh, was very uncomplimentary of all the trees. He said basically <laughs> the same thing. You know, this game's hard enough. That's right. You don't have to put a whole bunch of trees out on the course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the the superintendent kind of works behind the scene, and most people don't have any idea what what your day involves. Give us a, a typical day, you know, especially at a facility like Madden's where you have a, you know, you have three golf courses, you have a, a, a big crew. What, what a, when does your day start, and what, what's a typical day for you uh, well, once things get up and running? Well, that kind of remains to be seen, I guess. I've, I've only <laughs> been there since the middle of November when everything was shut down, so we're just getting that operation going. I have key assistants at each segment of the property. It also includes the resort, which is an enormous part of the, of the job at Madden's. So um, try, try to have a plan in place with my assistants, one at the Classic, one at the East and the West, and then I have a resort foreman as well. So meeting with those guys and having a plan in place. They each have their crew and typically direct that crew. But, yeah, I'm, I'm covering a very large piece of property. It's lucky if I can get around the whole thing a couple times a day. Sure. By Absolutely. Time yeah. By the time I'm dealing with um, this, this job, it seems like I'm my, – my, a lot of what I do is make sure that my crew has all the materials in the direction that they need to, to go out and get it done. Where other places I've worked, I've I've been the lead point in all, on all aspects of that. So try, trying to change my focus a little bit is a little difficult for me, too, after a 
running things a certain way for a long and time. How, how about, you know, Madden's has kind of been ahead of the curve as far as maintenance practices go and uh, really kind of on the edge of, you know, fewer chemicals and more organic practices and that type of thing. And uh, tell us a little, about, a little bit about that. We follow what we call the Greenway program there, and it it's basically um, spraying minimal amounts of nutrients on the grass uh, as the plant can use it. So you're not fertilizing the soil, you're maintaining that surface as opposed to uh, building the soil for a specific crop. So we're, we're just giving the plant just what it needs as it needs it. So reduces the number, keeps the, the plant healthier on a more consistent basis, um, reduces some of the pesticides and fungicides we have to use by keeping the plant healthier, and eliminates the, the uh, chances for runoff and erosion. So environmentally, it's, it's, it's and, better, better for the environment. Absolutely, and I think the whole, that's, that's a focus of, of our whole industry you know, as a whole. For sure, the, yeah. the water usage and chemical usage. Absolutely. And, uh, really getting back to more minimalist mm-hmm. rather than, you know. Yeah. Gr- green isn't necessarily the ultimate. Uh, it doesn't have to be green no. all the time. Luce, in this part of the country, you've been up here many years now, and uh, when you're from a superintendent's point of view, what are things that you watch for as the season goes on that you might see develop just because where we are and different seasonal things that can happen to the grass and those kind of things? You know, it's probably not a whole lot different in this whole range of the, of, of the you know, the upper Midwest here. Yeah. Um, we, we we tend to dry out here. We're in the in these pine moraines where everything's everything's uh, gravelly and sandy. So we do end up using a little bit more water than than the the clay based heavier soils that they have down in the cities, uh, at least the southern half of the cities. But um, you know it's the drying. There there's there really isn't a lot of nutrition in the in the sand that's up here. So the 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 Greenway program you know that we're on where you're you're feeding it minimal amounts of nutrients constantly r- really is a an advantage in this these sterile sands here yeah it's interesting that we we have tremendous drainage on the south end of or the, the south end of gall lake but uh that that can be a, a good and bad can kind yeah. of a double-edged sword absolutely oh. yeah well, excellent well, Lucian, we really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing us a little bit about uh, your background in Madden's, and uh, we'll look forward to getting out and playing uh, playing those three great golf courses. Hey, hopefully we can keep them great all summer. Welcome. We're glad to have you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're listening to 1380 KLIZ. This is Lakes, Woods, and Irons. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley and Colin McDonald. At 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you. Uh, 1380 KLIZ, The Fan, and the streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com and also available now at Podcast One. Out there everywhere, Chris has a Twitter account as well and lets people know what's happening there. So kind of fun. We're getting uh, quite a bit more uh, podcast uh, listenership. One thing nice, you can always listen back. And you can also always welcome at 8 o'clock on Saturday mornings and Wednesday nights at 6 right here on 1380 KLIZ. Chris, a little bit of that uh, 
week after uh, one of the great golf events in history, probably when Tiger comes back and wins the Masters. So it's a little bit of a uh, Tiger hangover probably for a lot of people. Um, you know, they turn on the TV and where's Tiger? You know, but he's not there this next <laughs> week They at the Heritage or wherever the case might be. An interesting article in Golf Works uh, uh, talking to Peter Mealy. He's director of uh, the new 3M tournament in the Twin Cities, which is uh, coming there. So PGA Tour coming back. They've already made some nice headlines, big splash with Kepka and Mickelson. Jason Day, Bryson DeChambeau are all coming. Yeah. And he said his phone started ringing uh, Monday and Tuesday because there were some rumors that Tiger might play in the 3M. So uh, then, you know, there's sponsors that want to get involved. You, oh, yeah. you start talking about uh, Tiger 2.0, the article says, and that's it's money to the PGA Tour when Tiger's involved. It's huge. Um, you know, and it, it, it's, it's interesting. Tiger has started com- to commit further out for events. Uh, but so many times he doesn't doesn't commit until Thursday or Friday of the week before the event, so it it makes it tough on sponsors, especially of a you know a new event like the 3M is uh, they've done a fantastic job of getting a great field there already, but to have Tiger with there would be astronomical, and it would you know attendance would be maybe twice as much and sponsorship dollars and everything that goes with it uh unfortunately he probably won't commit until very close to the event and especially you know with his the way his uh health is right now and he i i think he he he's always geared everything towards the majors uh you're going to be right in between uh the uh u.s open and the open championship so it will you know it'll, it'll be interesting to see what if he does anything, what what he'll do, and it, it would be fantastic for Minnesota golf and the 3M championship. The whole analytics thing hitting the golf world and all through the sports world, I think uh, Tiger especially having had major injuries, and uh, Phil and some of the guys, several, several of the guys in their 40s now, they just start to manage their bodies a little better and uh, realize maybe something you don't, maybe when you're 30 years old, you think you can play almost every tournament during the year. But I bet even at that time, not noticing, your body's wearing down a little bit when you play. You talked about Dustin in the opening segment playing maybe five weeks out of the last six and uh, maybe a little fatigue setting in. It's not as... uh, uh, as physically easy as it looks on TV, no, it's, it's, a, it's a tough game. You know, people people laugh about it, but it, you know, to it, it, to play, uh, you know, on the PGA Tour or play tournament golf, it's very mentally draining. Uh, you know, you're even even if you're flying private, which maybe the upper. 25% of the tour are flying private every week. The rest of the guys are are flying commercial just like you and I. Uh, but to go from week to week to week and you, you got to do all the other things of daily life besides play tournament golf and you know it's a you know, you, you, you generally they the guys a lot of times they try to take Monday off, but they're traveling Tuesday. They get they may get in early enough to play some practice. Uh, you know, get to the golf course, get a feel for the golf course on Tuesday. Uh, maybe play nine holes Tuesday, Wednesday. Generally, about seventy percent of the field is committed. They have to play in one of the pro ams, and then the the tournament starts on Thursday. And if they, you know, so if they make the cut, they're playing uh, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, Sunday, then they're packing up. They're leaving Sunday night and on, on to the next uh, the next town. So it, it it physically it's very demanding. If you're playing 
you know, really good or really bad, it's really mentally demanding. Yeah. Even in the in the in the center, but uh, you know, you, so it uh, a lot more goes into it than uh, than just teeing it up like we are on a Saturday morning floorball. All right, thank you, Chris. Time for the. Uh Maybe the end of the the end of the day. Let's head for the nineteenth hole, shall we? <laughs> With uh, Lucian Grinninger as one of our guests uh, from Madden's, I'm sure we can find an excellent nineteenth hole at Madden's. Maybe over at the Classic, overlooking the golf course. Nineteenth uh, hole sponsored each and every week by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Thanks to them for sponsoring our nineteenth hole every week. We want to thank Jim Nugent from from uh, Global Golf Post, and it's a very good publication. You can uh, just go on Google and start your uh, free Monday subscription. And there's other options for you as well to expand that uh, that subscription. But, uh, boy, very, very worthwhile. Global Golf Post. Just Google it and start your free subscription for Mondays. It'll show up Monday morning and uh, review the week in golf and that kind of thing. Pretty good stuff. So, again, thanks to Jim Nugent from Global Golf Post and Lucian and to uh, Lucian Grinniger, new superintendent at Madden's. Congrats to Lucian and uh, hopefully a long run there. That does it for this week. You've been listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ, streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, and now available at Podcast One. Thanks for listening to today's edition of Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Craigan's Legacy Courses, Tito's Handmade Vodka, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge, The Tea Hive, The Holiday Station on Mill Avenue, and Maury's Market. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. We now return to our regularly scheduled program at the Lake Sports Talk 1380 KLIZ, The Fan.